Good evening. Are you a buy-to-let landlord in the UK? If yes, then you must be taking this action that I'm going to tell you about right now. If you're not a buy-to-let landlord in the UK and you want to become one, then I'll, I'll, I'll cover something that might be of interest to you a bit later. But all buy-to-let landlords in the UK, uh, whatever, buy-to-let, any type of landlord, should really be joining an organisation called the NRLA. National Landlords Association. They merged with the previous um, NLA, National Land. This is now the Re National Registered Landlords Association. It's a, it's basically a trade body for for landlords. It's not a regulated area uh, as such. There's no test you have to do or anything. But the, the NRLA tries to add some professionalism into to becoming a landlord. Uh, I've been a member for quite a while. Uh, some of the things you get are discounts on, on say, applying for a HMO license. You get this magazine sent to you, which, um, you know, unlike some trade magazines, is full of useful stuff. Um, there's a, an article here of a, a young about a young lady who has uh, bought her first buy-to-let property at the age of 23. Uh, Miss Shah there, that's her. She bought her first property at the age of 23. And, you know, I was just reading her story. She talks about property sourcing and then she talks about uh, council loans to bring empty properties back into use. Now, this is something I didn't know was going on. Um, this is in, in Burnley. She, she got she, they, Burnley uh, empty home loan scheme offers interest free loans of up to £20,000 for property owners, including landlords, to help bring disused homes back into use. Now, there are lots of areas up north where you have you know, quite rundown areas where there are disused properties, perhaps burned out or just abandoned. And you can buy these quite cheaply, but they cost a lot of money to put right. Well, this is where I found out, yes, you can get a loan, an interest-free loan to put those properties back into, into use. So I'm sure that that is is very useful to know. Um, so if you're up north and you're, you're, you're looking around at property or anywhere where there's a disused property, have a look into that. Uh, the other thing they're talking about is a deep dive into deposits. This is... Uh, in, in the UK, you have deposit schemes where uh, tenants pay a deposit through a, a, a scheme, that protection scheme that they, they put in as an independent scheme. In the past, they used to pay the landlords, but then too many people complained um, about not getting the deposit backs and that sort of thing. So they had to set up this scheme. Uh, well, the government are trying to, to uh, change that amongst the other things they're trying to do to landlords. Uh, and uh, amongst those are the expected abolition of Section 21 notices, which is the no-fault eviction notice that you can give to tenants if you just happen to want your property back. It's not a crime, is it? Um, but, uh, the, I mean, one suggestion here is to have no deposit tenancies, but just a, a, a bigger upfront rent. Well, I don't know. Um, personally, I think that that could be dangerous for, for landlords, particularly where, you know, tenants can do a lot of damage in a property and... You know, landlords need to have some protection, also unpaid rents, that, that sort of thing. Now, of course, in the last uh, year or so since we had the lockdown, we, we landlords have been unable to, uh, to to evict tenants. Now they can evict tenants, but there's a, a huge uh, backlog of cases, not just in the, the county courts, but in all the courts, actually. So uh, because the courts decided that that wasn't an essential service during the that period and they just sort of shut down and put their feet up. Uh, so... Um, now there's a huge backlog, of course, and if you're trying to get get a tenant out through non-payment of rent, 
then it, you're going to have a long wait. But tenants, of course, were protected, so they could sit back and say, well, you know, I don't care, I'm not paying my rent, you can't get rid of me. And a similar thing happened in, in America. And, and America is supposed to be the land of the free and that sort of thing, but you know, in parts of New York and, and California, you, you've got different rules going on, with protected tenancies, protected rents, and, and all sorts of socialist policies that make uh, being a landlord very unattractive. Fortunately here, we've, we've got a good uh, private rental sector here, uh, something like 2 million landlords, but you do need advice, you do need help. They've got a, a legal support line as well. And they also have meetings uh, and and there's a, a a big national conference coming up with the NRLA as well. I think you can go as a, a non-member, but uh, there's also, uh, usually there are, well, certainly before the lockdown, there were um, um, regional small meetings all up and down the country and those are very useful i've learned a lot from going to them you can network with with other landlords as well here's another article research vital to protect welsh landlords different rules in wales different rules in scotland they go into it in this magazine i'm not particularly plugging the nrla in particular but you know i read the magazine so i thought this is very useful people should should know about this and i, I would definitely get in touch just google nrla and, and you can look up where there might be a meeting in your area. Maybe you, you, you can go along as a non-member. Uh, but but I, I've always found them useful. Some of the ones I used to go to locally, had they were held in the council offices. So you had speakers from the council. You, had, uh, you could meet with enforcement officers. You could meet with HMO officers, legal officers, that sort of thing. So it was, it was really useful. And that council made an effort to, to meet landlords uh, rather than sort of being the big bad council. Uh, I've also been to meetings where they've talked about uh, enforcement and, you know, you, you read these headlines, oh, you can be fined £20,000, you can be fined £50,000, criminal offences and all that sort of thing. But when you talk to an enforcement officer, they, they say that that's the last thing they want to do. To, to get to that stage, they go through several processes, warning landlords that maybe their property needs to be brought up to scratch, like that, that roof with water coming in needs to be fixed. If it's not done, they go back again and warn them again. Then they take action. Or if, if a property is unsafe, like there's electrical faults or, or whatever, uh, they, they have to, they have to uh, 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 go and deal with that. But they do give people fair warning before they go in and uh, issue fines or take more draconian action. So, so definitely have a look at NRLA. And talking about property, this is abroad now. Uh, we've been talking about Evergrande for the last week. Evergrande, uh, uh, we, we read yesterday, sold assets of one and a half billion uh, th these are assets they owned uh, as, as they, they owned part of a bank uh, and they've sold that that one and a half billion to a state owned uh, organization that bought the assets. Now, there you go. Not bailing them out, but they've bought one and a half billion of state owned uh, through a state owned company and they bought these assets. Uh, but apparently they, they part of the sale agreement means that they cannot um, use the money to pay off other debts like the bondholders who didn't get paid their interest last week, they have to use it to pay off the debt to that very bank that they own shares in. They have to clear those debts first. So they own shares in the bank, but they owe the bank money as well. So they've had to sell their shares in that bank uh, in order to sort of try and pay down debt. So it looks like they're restructuring things there. And uh, apparently the shares went up by 15% on, on this news, but, but I wouldn't particularly want to be buying shares in that company. But as I said, Evergrande could be the tip of the iceberg of the Chinese property bubble. We shall have to see how that story develops. Uh, now, the key to 
any uh, investing in property, buying properties, letting properties, doing rent to rent, sourcing properties is, is education. Something you're not taught in school, something you're not taught in university. Uh, when, when I uh, was a financial advisor, the vast majority of people I met, like 95%, were you know lacking in financial uh, uh, knowledge, should I, should I put it that way, uh, didn't really have a clue. And you know, this is something that I've been you know, talking about in my podcast, you know, get to know more about finance. It's not just about property, but all sorts of things about finance. And most people haven't got that education because you're not taught it in school. And even when you go through university, that, that you, you learn very little about it, unless you're doing a particularly, you know, financial led course. But even economists um, would, would probably not know much, not be taught much about personal finance. So the key to that is is education and knowledge. And if you'd like to learn more about getting into property, investing property, uh, earning a bit of extra money or, or, or owning and controlling property without using your own money, then there's a free event coming up this weekend on Sunday. It's a, a live online or offline, you can go there as well, online property networking meeting this Sunday the 3rd of October at 7pm and I'll put a link up there to, to register for that. And this, at the meeting, if you go there, you can meet other other people, other people in property. Always very, very useful to get a different perspective on things. Or you can just join via a, a Zoom link. Uh, fellow property investors are your, your allies, your motivators, your potential JV, joint venture partners. You know, you can meet these people. You can meet private funders at these events. And more importantly, they, they can be a support network. So if, if someone comes to me with a deal that I haven't got the money to, to do, I can tap into a network of property investors to, to find the money. There's plenty of money chasing deals. There's more money chasing deals than there are uh, deals chasing money. And it's not all down to the, the normal bank lenders. There's a lot of private funders out there. There's a lot of people lending money from their own uh, self-administered pension schemes that will lend money on, on property deals. These could be small developments or, or whatever. But, you know, there is money. So check out that, that networking meeting there. And, you know, what have you got to lose? 7 p.m. on a Sunday evening. What else would you be doing? Uh, just just check out, check it out, watch online or, or even go to the event if you want. And uh, I'll certainly be there. So I might see you there. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great evening. Bye for now.